0: Hello and welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best things happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 16th of
1: December, and joining me are Ola. Hello. And Mike.
2: Hello. This
1: is going to be the last Oxcast of the year. So we'll be back on the 6th of January, but hopefully we'll let you know a few things that you can do between now and then. But yeah, Daily Info is going to be shutting down for a couple of weeks. What have you guys got?
2: I've got Christmas trees, Star Wars, and some 17th century Christmas music.
1: I'll be talking about a stargazing event, the darkness, and New Year's Eve. And I'll be talking about
0: Annie, Nativity Plays and Blackouts. But to kick us off this week, it's Mike. What have you got for us, Mike?
2: So, you think that Oxford would have loads and loads of really fun Christmas facts because it's a very historic city, but couldn't find anything. <laughs> um, apart from, every year, Number 10 Downing Street has a big Christmas tree outside. Mm-hmm. And to choose which one they're going to use, the British Christmas Tree Growers Association hold a contest. And there's this guy, Andrew Ingram. He's now won it for three years in a row. And it's a pretty good tree, actually, if you see pictures of it. It's six metres high. You'd hope so. It's bushy. <laughs> but um, he comes from Oxfordshire, and so that's quite exciting for the county, I suppose. But can you guess where in Oxfordshire he lives?
0: I
1: think I can. <laughs> I, I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Common? Yes, yeah, yeah, I've only been to Christmas Common once, but I really need to go this time of year, I think. You really do. There's a great
0: shop called Tree Barn where you can buy Christmas trees and lots of decorations. It's great fun.
2: So yes, Oxfordshire is very special with trees.
1: (laughs) It's quite close to Watlington if people want to try and find it. So South East Oxfordshire. On to the
0: events for this week. Last night I enjoyed the wonderful show at the New Theatre, Annie. Now you all know the story of Annie, the little orphan who gets rehomed by a billionaire. Have you seen both the films? I've seen the older
1: film. Okay, there's no point watching the second one. The remake is really bad. <laughs>
0: That's really good to know. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the film, but the musical was really good last night. Mm. Really enjoyable. As a dog, it's great. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I had a quick chat with Jodie Pringer. You might remember from the TV show I'd Do Anything. She played Nancy and Oliver for a while. Oh, yeah. And now she's playing Miss Hannigan. And I also managed to chat to the young lady who's playing Annie, Maddie Haynes. So, after playing such a goodie as Nancy and Oliver and yeah. the Lady of the Lake and Spamalot, how does it feel to be a baddie? Oh,
3: it feels good. feels great.
0: <laughs> feels absolutely amazing. It
3: would be, <laughs> be nice to show my real side for once. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, do you know what? Playing a baddie, they do say people have more fun. I mean, she has got... There's, there's something about her inside of her that she's just searching for love. She never finds it. She's at the end of a tether. I mean, I just see her anger being stuck in Waitrose with about 50 bags on each arm. You know, she's <laughs> that pent-up, built-up anger. But no, she's she's a great character. And as David Dean was saying before, she, you know, there's, there's great songs that she gets to sing, and now I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Do you picture anyone, when you're thinking about getting into character, do you picture Probably anyone? my mother, yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I've come from from a very long
3: line of very strong women, so Mm. I'll probably, yeah, northern women, it's that thing, isn't it, where uh, it's it's kind of bread us. yeah.
0: Nice. What's your favourite song to perform? Maddie? Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, the classic. Obviously, the (laughs) classic
3: Tomorrow. But I do really like dancing to Hard Knock Life. And, of course, the end song, New Deal for Christmas, which is, like, I didn't know New Deal for Christmas before I got into the show, but now it's one of my favourite songs in the show. And you get to dance, and it's just really fun, and it's the end of the show. And I'm in my last costume, which is, like, a nice red puffy dress. And my last week, it's, like, ring looks curly, but it's, like, shoulder-length, and it's really nice, and it's really fun just to perform with everyone.
0: What do you think your favourite songs gonna be? I, I think it's going to be easy straight yeah. I mean
3: I've watched it I know it's easy you, you can't say obviously because they're talking but Maddie's dancing along <laughs> but it is it's just got that something about it that yeah. um, but also when I watched it I remember listening to NYC which yeah. is a huge showstopper and what Nikolai and Nick Winston have done is extraordinary
0: So make sure to book your tickets for Annie at the New Theatre. It's on from now until Sunday the 27th of December. There are lots of shows, some twice a day, and tickets start from £12.50 to £45.
1: Now, if you're looking for something to do this evening, I've got a pick for you for just near Wallingford, Braziers Park, that a lot of people will probably know from Wood Festival, if they've ever been to Wood. It's held there, but there's going to be an astronomy evening. There'll be a 40-minute illustrated talk on the Milky Way and the orientation of the Earth in our galaxy. And if it's a clear night, although I think it might not be actually, there'll be a chance to have a look through a very powerful telescope and borrow some binoculars, but it is looking a bit overcast at the moment, so that might not go ahead. But still, I think it'd be a cool little talk, and it's free. It starts at 7.30 in the big house at Bracey's Park, and I was looking up about the house and, you know, sort of who lived there, who owned it and stuff. Ian Fleming lived there for a few years when he was a kid. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that was pretty cool. And then a bit later, in like the 60s, a commune was set up there and Mick Jagger and Marianne Faithfull spent some time there. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> I know. Cool, right? Eh? place.
2: So if it does turn out clear, you might be seeing some dead stars, but from there to death stars. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so Star Wars is obviously coming out tomorrow and unless you've been living in a cave, then you'll be very aware of that. And the Royal Blenheim is celebrating that with a Star Wars-themed pub quiz. Amazing. Very <laughs> cool. So their pub quiz is every Tuesday, I think, and it's...
1: It's really hard. I've been to it before.
2: Yeah, it's, re- it's a really fun one, though, because mm. even if you win the quiz, you have to do the prices right to <laughs> any chance of winning a prize. But, you know, they're sort of, it's Star Wars-themed, and there'll be Star Wars questions. I found this book today that was 5,000 Star Wars questions. <laughs> it's quite an intense mythology that goes with it. <laughs> if you feel saying you're saying you're you, not up to it? No. <laughs> So it's going to finish in time for the midnight screenings of Star Wars. And also, yes, Star Wars is on everywhere tomorrow. So lots of people have had to book tickets, but The View has screenings of every 15 minutes all day. (laughs) So yes, if you want to catch it, then it's on. So yeah, the Star Wars pub quiz at the Blenheim, that's starting tonight at 8.30 and costs a pound.
0: If you want to reminisce about the good old days of being in the school nativity, why not go along to see the Flint Street nativity at the Old Fire Station this Thursday or Friday?
1: This looks really good. It looks amazing.
0: So it's written by Tim Firth, who also wrote Calendar Girls, so it's guaranteed to be pretty funny. And he actually built up the script by interviewing primary school teachers. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. It's not your usual nativity, as it's being performed entirely by adults playing seven and Mm eight-year-olds. So you can imagine all sorts of uh, mischief happening. It's being put on by BMH Productions and they're actually an award-winning theatre group from Oxford, so it should be lots of fun. Did you ever get a good part in Nativity at school? I was Mary one year. Whoa, yeah. that's good. But I was often narrator and that annoyed me. I thought the narrator yeah. was the best. It just annoyed me because I
1: wanted to be part of the action. Mm.
2: Well, create the character. Yeah. I
1: think I was just like an angel at the back with loads of other angels.
2: I was either Joseph or definitely one of the shepherds. Um, but my mum made me the costume. out like Two-towels towels oh, and oh, stuff. Amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I once fell off the stage while performing in Christmas Carol and they sort of just shoved me back on stage to carry (laughs) on dancing. (laughs) If you want to relive your childhood memories, why not head down to the Flint Street Nativity at the Old Fire Station this Thursday or Friday at 7.30. Tickets are £12 or £10 concession.
1: So we will be closing the office for a couple of weeks over Christmas but there are going to still be people coming in from time to time so if people do need to place ads or post reviews you can still do that over the whole of the Christmas period. The website will be updated all the time and so you can read reviews of the Flint Street Nativity, A Christmas Carol, Aladdin, all of the Christmas shows pretty much on Daily Info and you'll find lots of adverts and events listings and all sorts of things on there between now and the new year. Don't forget to check out
0: our... Guess the grotesque advent calendar for your daily updates of festive-looking
1: gargoyles. The 25th is going to be pretty special as well. Oh, yes.
2: (laughs) Very grotesque. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on social media at Daily Info Oxford.
1: So I've got a gig pick for you uh, this week now. This is on Saturday at 6.30 at the O2 Academy. The darkness are in town. Woo! You fans? You must at least be fans of their Christmas songs, right? Yeah. Christmas time brackets don't let the bells end. I think is now an actual classic. Mm. It was kind mm. of an instant classic. But they've got another Christmas song out this year called "I Am Santa." Maybe not as good. It's okay. <laughs> it's a grower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be performing their new album "Last of Our Kind" uh, at the O2 on Saturday, and hopefully some of their Christmas songs as well, and some of their old tunes. There'll be support from These Raven Skies and The River 68s. Um, uh, tickets are twenty five pounds and it's at the O2 Academy
2: so we've been having loads of fun christmas songs in the office actually
1: yeah we've been trying to find some unusual or kind of like alternative maybe sometimes anti-christmas songs we've got a few favorites <laughs> well,
2: it was, a, it was a very depressing day of anti-christmas
1: <laughs> <laughs> slow Club's zp is amazing it is
2: mm, but the killers have, have very strong performances yeah yes. yes
1: joel the lump of coal is a particularly good one so yeah everyone should check that
2: out as well mm. But if you're fancying an entirely different type of Christmas music, the Oxford Waits are putting on a 17th century Christmas concert at the Hollywell this week. So, town waits. It's a really old tradition that comes from kind of 16th century medieval going into early modern period. There these civic musicians employed by the towns, and part of their job was sounding the hours of the city, but it was also lots of civic events and celebrations, like royal visits or mayoral celebrations and... Things like that. At the time, musicians were really quite important because they were a means of communicating to lots of people. And so if you're a musician, you automatically were given freedom of the city and money to set up an ale house and things like that.
1: It's like the complete opposite of now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that has been noted. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously Town Waits uh, tradition died out. But these guys, the Oxford Waits, have set up just another early music group, kind of in the theme of that kind of thing. There are kind of different types of early music groups. And these guys are the kind that, you know, go for the full dressing up and costumes. Oh, nice. And, Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's lots of fun. Commit. Lots of fun, yeah. 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 Um, and I don't think they take themselves overly seriously. So their band has uh, Baroque Violin, Hurdy Gurdy, nickel Harper, Shaw, lute, and hammered Dulcimer, among other things. What was the last one? Hammer dulcimer. It looks a bit like you, the strings of a piano, and then you hit them with little hammers. Oh. Um, it's a really old folk instrument that was all over the world. There's a band busking in Oxford at the moment. I don't know where they're from, but they play kind of Christmas clarsomber, and they've got hammer dulcimer going. <laughs> it's wicked. But anyway, the Oxford Waites also have one of them. But the, things like the nickel harper—that's a Swedish instrument. So this isn't necessarily English stuff. But they're playing, you know, really old folk tunes in that kind of medieval style going to be a lot of fun. They're doing two concerts on Saturday at the Hollywell, one at 3.30 and one at 7.30, and that's £14, £12, concessions.
0: Have you ever paused and imagined what it'd be like to have Christmas during the Second World War?
2: Yeah, every time I can't I
0: mean. say I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to maybe give this more consideration and see what it was actually like, why not head down to the Museum of Oxford on Monday? So you'll be able to go in an air raid shelter, make your own 1940s decorations, and maybe even some toys and gifts. So obviously during the Second World War there was rationing, so what do you think they used to make a Christmas cake?
2: Sawdust. (laughs) Secret raisins.
0: (laughs) Um, Corn. No, it was pretty much just a sponge cake, I was just testing you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Christmas wasn't rations.
0: Well, it was. It really, really was. If they saved up for a week, they'd only have enough for a small chicken. So they used to keep chickens and rabbits and then, come Christmas Day, kill their pets to eat. Got to have a chicken.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so when I was looking for the Oxford fact this morning, I noticed on Oxford Castle Unlocked's Facebook page that they found the Chaplain's Handbook from 1936, one of the rules is that prisoners are allowed Christmas cards but not so many that it seems excessive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's excessive?
2: Uh, three. <laughs> no one has three friends.
0: <laughs> I watched a little video from the National Archives and this guy had grown like massive Christmas trees like you, we would have in our houses nowadays but People were only interested in the really tiny ones so they'd fit in the air raid shelters and mm. so that's blackout at the Museum of Oxford on Monday from ten thirty AM to three thirty PM and it's totally
1: free. Now, do you guys have plans for New Year's Eve yet? Yes. You do? What are you doing? Going to Nottingham. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Mine>? <laughs> Well, if you did want to stay around Oxford, I've got a few little pics for you, Uh, but there is obviously so much going on at basically anywhere that sells alcohol on New Year's Eve. Um, Varsity is going to have champagne, canapes and casino tables for their night, and tickets cost about £25 for that. The O2 Academy will be running their Switch night with ShyFX, which is pretty cool. Um, The Mad Hatter have tickets... between 10 and 150 pounds if you want to go to theirs so it depends on whether you want to sit down or you want some canapes or if you want unlimited spirits all night wow yeah so you can get an all-inclusive 150 pound ticket if you want to for the
2: mad hatter could i spend (laughs) 150 pounds on booze in one night
1: i think you should try no i don't yeah (laughs) And the cellar, there's probably the cheapest ticket in town. It's a fiver advance, and they'll be playing UK Garage, Jungle, Drum and Bass, Grime and Reggae, as they do every Christmas. I think I've been to the cellar five or maybe six times for New Year's Eve, but it is really good, so I would recommend that. And the rickety press are having a speakeasy-style lock-in on the night. You can buy advance tickets for that as well. But you can find full listings of everything that's going on on New Year's Eve on dailyinfo.co.uk slash Christmas2015, where there's also information about where to get Christmas trees, where to recycle Christmas trees. There's a mulled wine recipe, and yeah, all the places that are going to be open on Christmas Day and New Year's Eve.
2: Don't forget that we're developing the new website at the moment, and lots of people have been giving lots of lovely feedback, but we still need more to make it the best that we can do. So yes, check out beta.dailyinfo.co.uk if you want to have a look.
0: And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daily Info Oxford.
1: Happy Christmas and see you in the new year.
2: Mm